First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, the pot of the everyman. As you know, I am your boy Jordan. I'm here with my boy Drew. Drew, how you doing this week? Feeling spicy, bro. Feeling, feeling spicy. Spicy. I, I have a feeling you're 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 gonna get squirrely on me, so I'm looking forward to that. Ah, oh, you know I love getting squirrels all over the place. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, on that note, why don't we just get into the niceties and get get it flowing? Grip it and rip it. Who said it? <laughs> Uh well, it's you want the real life figure or the the I want, I want the greatest golfer in West Texas. <laughs> uh yeah, McAvoy. There you go. But it's also John Daly. Yeah, um, awesome. All right, assume positions for the two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. Um, you know what? My place. I didn't find anything sexy at the beer store this week, so I got uh. Toppling Goliath pseudo suit, just old faithful. What do you got? You'll never guess. I well now I really won't. I don't know. Toppling I'll... Goliath pseudo suit, bro. We are the two best friends, friends that, that anyone, anyone could, have. could have. Oh my god, we are just Alu- we are in sync. Bye bye bye. We've synced our menses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Um. First order of business. We got some boxing to get to. So oh. Let's let's hop into. We're it. late to the party, but couldn't be helped. Um, Taylor Catterall. Wow. So that happened. <laughs> um, you know, we we kind of both thought that I'm kicking myself because as I watched Catterall's previous fights, I'm like. This guy's feisty. Plus, like, I, and I kind of mentioned, like, I liked his attitude with, like, yeah, I'll take this step aside. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll go to Glasgow. I don't care. Just give me my shot. Like, I kind of liked his attitude coming in, and like, I. But even with him being like tough as nails and feisty and having a good attitude, I was still like, he's it's just Josh very. Miller. Well, but Catterall just offers you one thing, like straightforward. Yeah. Like one two, like that's yeah. it. And that's all he did, standing in his counter L position, and <laughs> Taylor just could not handle it. And it was like, why, why, like, why are you having trouble with this? Like, no, neither guy, like, both guys were standing directly in, online, like yeah, directly, can't, can't, directly down the line. They were both. Catterall like, is you, far why? from what you would call a dynamic fighter. Just like what? What is? I was beside myself. Um, yeah, listen, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I always, I, I mean, again, you know, we're not going in the ring, so I, I don't know how much pressure there is, you know, when he's going in front of his home crowd, like, you, you figure you'd just be more kind of psyched than anything else. I don't know if, you know, Catterall putting his hands around uh, Taylor's throat at the weigh-in caused him to do something. He basically looked like a guy that was just trying to land, like, knockout punches, and he was yeah. willing to, he, he just, he wasn't not focused on. Not even good he, ones. No, I know. Yeah, it's just like they were he, like he, lead uppercuts that had to come from because he's standing in the in like a very closed position. 
Like, the uppercuts were coming from, like, behind Catterall's lead shoulder. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, that that was your game plan? And, like, where was Ben Davidson? Just, like, <laughs> yeah. What, I, what's going I, on? I, 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 don't, I don't understand. But, yeah, and he just never, never... He, Never would even get his head off the line on just those 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 left hands from from Catterall. It just made it made no sense. The only the only thing that you know we always say Styles make fights and all that fun stuff, but I I, I don't know if maybe he just wasn't used to you know a guy fighting off his you know fighting backwards and not coming at him because you know a lot of the guys he's fought recently have been guys that have come forward and brought the fight to him, so he's been able to. Um, kind of work, work in range. He's yeah. gone off the back foot. Like I, I, I don't know. Maybe they. I guess they were. Maybe they just weren't prepared for it. You know. Maybe it was more like a, a Jamel Shakur situation where Jamel, their team, may have been like, oh, there's no way he's going to be super aggressive and come t- towards me, and he did. And you know, in this situation, it's the reverse. Uh, Josh Taylor did not look good. Yeah. So. <laughs> After after we had you know the referee was atrocious. We had two ridiculous, yeah maybe not ridiculous point deductions, but he just he, throughout the entire fight he just wanted to he, he was seemed terrible. like he just wanted to be part of the fight. Um, you know, Catterall did push Taylor's head down. I get it. He was and he was holding a lot, which we'll get into. So I, I get okay, you're gonna take the point off. I did think Josh Taylor did. He definitely gave him more than a little little belly tap. More than a love tap. Yeah, which is just like, what are you doing, like, bro? Like, you're in a close fight here. Like, probably shouldn't screw around. Um, so there, I I don't think those were like egregious point deductions, but just kind of based on what the referee was doing the entire fight, it it just wasn't a great look. And we went to the cards, and it was kind of close, you know. We were like, ah, Catterall might have done this. Like, did Taylor do enough? We we had Taylor 113-112 on our scorecards. We had about four swing rounds, and I think three of them three of them were early in the fight, and we had one in the championship rounds. But we were like, all right, eh, it could have went any, either way, but I, I, think we, I think we had, like, a decent kind of split between the two guys. And, uh... First judge, 113-112, Catterall. Second judge, 114-111, Josh Taylor, which at that that was extreme. That, that was pretty wide. That yeah. was extreme. And then, especially with a point deduction, because, yeah, right. that, was, yeah. that was extreme. And then the last judge, 113-112, Josh not Taylor. To, not, to, not to mention that Josh Taylor got, was the one that knocked got down. knocked down. Yeah, knocked down. <laughs> um yeah, so Josh, Josh Taylor retains. Uh, Catterall leaves the ring, flips the double bird to the judges, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, had a lot of bad things to say on Twitter afterwards about just the judges and boxing. Uh, people are screaming a robbery. I, I don't know that it's a robbery. You could easily see where Catterall could have won the fight. Um, I... In my opinion, and again, this this stuff maybe shouldn't matter as much as it does, but I think Andre Ward kind of said it best. Like, you know, the the punch stats didn't tell the story of the fight because for the majority of the fight, Josh Taylor was coming forward. He looked like he was the more aggressive fighter. Catterall was constantly clenching and holding. Um you know, anytime Taylor would get in and they'd start to exchange, he'd be grabbing him and holding him. And the last three rounds, even though he 
you know, we can get into that. Like he apparently outlanded Taylor in the in the eleventh and twelfth, but again, like just his body language, he didn't look like he was there to take it. Similar to what we saw with Lopez Lomachenko, right? Tio comes out and just absolutely, you know, he dominates the twelfth round. Uh, Cambosis. Uh, he comes out, even though two judges didn't give him the 12th round, which was absurd. Uh, and he outlanded Tio by like 15 punches <laughs> in that round. Uh, you know, he went for it. And like, it didn't look like Catterall, you know, Teddy Atlas said, you know, he fought the first six to win the title and he fought the last six. Like he was trying to hold on to the titles. I, and I think that may have, when you, when you got a home, you know, a guy at home, you know, that, that might be what the judges were looking for. Aggressive fighters, you know, in some close rounds, they might've, they probably just awarded some of those rounds to Josh Taylor because he just he just looked like he was the more aggressive uh, fighter trying to yeah. set the tone with his ring generalship. Yeah, um, which generally I, I hate that excuse generally, but um, a couple things, a couple things. Um, one was after the fight on. Again, as you said, we had it 113-112, Taylor. We, we even after, as, pretty much as soon as it was done, we were like, do we have this right? We were like trying, we we're like, I don't know. Yeah, we, and, we tweeted easily, easily Catterall could, could, could run away with this thing. Yeah, we, we weren't sure. We had it live, for all the reasons you said live, we had it like 113-112. And it was like Catterall was having moments and then Taylor was like carrying the round, but then Catterall would win moments, and it's like, uh, like, did these moments add up to like overtake the round? It was, it was very difficult to score. Um, a co- but a couple things. How about that Twitter exchange we had with that guy who called us? What did he call us? Embarrassments or something? I, I think and, he said it was embarrassing that we that we even. Anyone who had a guy from the UK basically asked, "How could you find seven rounds for Taylor?" And we basically were like, "Well, there was four swing rounds and three rounds that definitely went to Taylor." So like, that's seven. And, and this, uh, this person was like, "Oh, that's corrupt if you give all four swing rounds to one guy." And like, I didn't want to try and type this back in a tweet, but like, I just this we we've said this before, and it just needs to be said again. Like, when you're scoring live. Like you don't have the benefit of going to the end, like fast forwarding to the end and be like, oh, let me make all these fifty fifty calls even. Like, yeah, you just call them as you see them at the time. Like, and it, if they all add up in one direction, like, there's nothing you can do about it after the fact. Like, you're just call, you're calling them live. Um, so it's like, yeah, you don't you don't sit there and be like, oh, well, I give this guy the this fifty fifty round because I gave the last one to the other guy. Like, it's not it's not calling balls and strikes for as like an umpire like you're just you're just you're live trying to figure it out um so there's nothing corrupt about that (laughs) that's just just you judging it um and then secondarily to get into the compu box a little bit which you know we had dan on the show we love dan we love compu box not not questioning anything that they have said or put out but um this is why I asked Dan the question of, like, wh- what constitutes as a, as a connection and what what doesn't, because CompuBox had Taylor with three connections in eleven and three connections in twelve, and I'm like, I'm sitting there after the fight thinking like this that that feels way low, 
And so you and I both independently went back and watched. I came up with, I think, seven in the in the eleventh and nine in the twelfth with with another handful that were questionable. Yeah, I and I think you I think you five and five and nine. Yeah, yeah. So I think was I think I was five and seven. So I was like two okay. punches short of you for the two rounds. Okay. I, yeah. Um. So. <coughs> So even that right there tells you, like, people are seeing different things. And that's where, you know, I and I would never want to, like, do this live with Dan or publish anything because I, I don't want to bring any smoke to CompuBox. But, like, I, I'd be interested to see, like, there are people who are trained. Like, Dan went through training for a year. <laughs> to be able to call make those calls you know and yeah. so or like what are we missing like what are what are maybe the yeah, exact like what what's what, what's what are we what are we looking at that's a punch that maybe is and maybe you know maybe it's some lunging punches that that taylor had that look like you know as he's lunging in throwing that uh uppercut maybe he didn't hit him you know what i mean and he just and, like from the angles like point, maybe we're seeing it we don't know if they have people there live that have good angles whereas i what i did notice like I don't know if it was the arena they were in or what, but like the camera angles were just like switching constantly. Yeah, there was yeah, it was, there was, it was several like punches that like you just couldn't yeah, see what was going on. So, yeah, agreed. but even from us going back, even from uh, I'll say from us having the one thirteen one twelve card, and from us going back and doing our own punch counts on eleven and twelve, um, you could see where like boxers and people in the media like. Now again, they're they're flat out like trying to bring the smoke to CompuBox. A lot of them, whereas we're just kind of like more intrigued by the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, trying and, to figure out what are we like, what what are what are we missing? And even Dan said when he was on our show, like it's you don't you don't use it to tell the whole story. It's yeah. it's a tool. Um, now when CompuBox has it that one sided though, I, that probably does tell the story. And again, that's why we even after the fight, we were like, eh, maybe we got this one wrong, but. I don't know. It was super close. It would be the best thing if they just ran it back at one uh, one uh, one forty. One forty. Uh, thank you. One forty. Jeez. I'm like, don't say one forty-seven. Don't say one forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Hell, just that, run, run it. Run it at one forty-four. Run it at whatever. But like. <laughs> No, no, you got you got to do it for the belts. Get, you, I know. Cattle, there's, not, get, there's not even a one forty-four. I know. I thought you meant like at a catchway, no, just, no, just no, to I'm help just, Taylor out or something. But no, no. I, I mean, Catterall. That just sucks because he. And this happened with um. Conceição. Uh, but Castanho too. Remember oh, Castanho. Yeah. Like, like you just you you fight the fight of your life, and like even on a rematch, like who's to say he comes and has that good of a that good of a showing again? Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. That's all I really got to say about that one. Yeah, no, nah, here and I mean Taylor. Taylor had a long post uh, the other day saying he watched the fight and you know Catterall, you know, fought really well, better than expected. Um, but yeah, you know, he thinks he he basically said you know sometimes when that happens, fans want to give give him more credit than that he should. Taylor feels like he won the fight, uh, and he said that you know he's he'll he'll happily fight him at 147 if he wants because but he's he's gonna make his uh, move up to uh, to welterweight. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so, you know, that, there's, there's what we have, um, uh, for Josh Taylor, I know he got elevated to, I think the super champion by the WBO, which would make him the number one contender were he to vacate 
to Terrence Crawford. If Taylor go, if he goes right into a Crawford fight, which I don't even know that he'd get that fight right now after that performance, that would I think that would just be ter- a terrible decision, and he Whew. would get eaten alive in four in four or five rounds. Yeah, he got exposed, um, and that's a pal- for Listen, guys have bad nights. Like like let's not we can't pretend like we haven't seen Josh Taylor been great, and I mean right. the. The competition he's been fighting has been tremendous. He hasn't been fighting like you know pushovers. This Even Catterall was twenty six and zero with with thirteen. Yeah, well, everybody. Knockouts. Ramirez, I mean, his his combined the combined records of his last like six opponents are like is like one sixty two and one. So he's been fighting really good guys. So you know, let's you know it's a bad night. God only knows what happened. Um, and you know, sometimes that just happens. But even still, I just think coming off that fight to take on Terence Crawford would just be ter- a terrible decision. Uh, and I think, Craw- especially a killer like Crawford, uh, I think he'd come in early and uh, he, you know, he'd end that thing in like five rounds. So we'll see what's next for him. Yeah, it definitely opens up the 140 division now because you know with Taylor vacating vacating the belts, you know we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of good competition there now, and some guys who aren't there that might end up there here in the next uh, you know six to seven months. So it's going to be interesting to see how how the boxing commissions uh set up some of these matches did they give Catterall the first shot at one of them um you know we'll have the big fight we'll talk about this uh tomorrow night actually or if you listen it'll be you know we're recording thursday night so it'll be uh friday, friday morning it'll be released so friday night uh we got pedraza ramirez which could be you know the winner could set themselves up nicely here for a title shot yeah um exactly so uh that's all on that um there was a lot of boxing last weekend. The only other one we're going to touch on quickly um, is Chris Colbert going on and on. Got his he, ass whoops. Oh, how he's prime, whoops. Prime, prime time this and that. Always got all this dyed hair. And, I mean, they put, a, they put a, what, Garcia, who had some Olympic pedigree, but they put him in there on, what, two weeks' notice? Yeah. Kicked his ass all around the ring. Chris Colbert looked real bad. He he got his ass kicked. He got dropped for the first time in his career. Um, he 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 got his ass kicked so bad he knew he already lost. So the last two rounds, he just he just ran away from the guy for the last two rounds because which was just insane. I I said he just made the business decision to like yeah I'm not gonna eat any more punches here. Let's just let's just pack it in and go back to the drawing board like crazy. Um like yeah because. <laughs> I mean, he—you just hurt your own reputation. You're not going to go out on your shield like. That's just wild. So, um, what what weight class was that, Drew? One thirty. One thirty, yeah. Yeah. And so. it was supposed to be, you know, it, he was supposed to be fighting. Is it Gutierrez? I, I forget who it is. Uh, he was supposed to be fighting for 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 a belt at one thirty. Um, the champ gets you know gets gets the uh, gets COVID has to pull out, and so now. You know, not only does he lose the, not only not only does he not get the title the title shot last weekend, but now he's going to be down the down the line. Even if he were to rematch Garcia and Garcia were to, and he were to beat him, uh, he he's got a long a long road now. Especially again, especially just the the manner in which he lost to where the last two rounds he just was basically just threw threw in the towel and was like, yeah, I I just don't want to get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, which was nuts. But yeah, he like. Game plan was terrible. He kept, you know, he kept just like going into the corner and letting Garcia just get him in there. Like, and I guess he was thought maybe he'd rope a dope him and make him miss. And he, it was strange. And he'd counterpunch, but Jesus, he Garcia wasn't missing much, man. That's for sure. 
uh, yeah, and then he even the knocked out. I was surprised, I was surprised he didn't finish him because he he was hurt and he got hurt a couple times before the knockdown, and then the knockdown just looked you know like he he looked he looked on spaghetti legs. Yep. So yeah, that was that was that was surprising. Uh, Gary Antoine or how how do you say his middle name? Yeah, Gary Antoine Russell. Yeah, Antoine Russell. He fought uh, Victor, Victor Postal. Postal. Yeah. Uh, good fight. Forgot, that was a good one. Yeah. Good fight. Uh, the big, yeah, the biggest thing people were talking about in that one was a kind of a bad stoppage in the tenth, which really would have been bad. interesting because again, if you it, uh, looking, I don't know if you looked at the compu box. Yeah. For that one, like Postal, if you went by just the hits, like Postal one, I think ha- would have had more rounds than what people, you know, again, that maybe the judges didn't give them to them, but if you were just going by the connects, that might have been an interesting scorecard. They're going to the tenth. So the tenth was the final round. Um, I think I think Russell won probably six to four, seven to three, something like that. Uh, probably seven to three is probably right. But um, before the, the the TKO was that was a little bit silly. But yeah, especially if po- post postal's never been stopped before. There was some. Uh, There's twenty seconds left in the last round, and yeah. I saw I saw something was this like something Showtime did to just start to build up uh, Russell even more to say he was uh, the first you know the first guy to stop Victor Postal. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so I don't know if that's uh, I mean I, I I don't know if that's a real thing, but that uh, that was certainly said. Yeah, so Postal. Yeah, I mean these rounds were close. I mean, you know, the second round, twenty nineteen, Postal outlands him by four punches in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds. Uh, you know, thirteen to ten in the seventh, eighteen to sixteen in the ninth. So I mean, it's not like it's not like Russell was up. You know, the crazy part was Victor Postal ran out of there, and like he was heading straight back to Ukraine, like yeah. sh- like straight, like he didn't even like stay in for like interviews or anything. And Gary Antoine Russell gave a really good answer because um, they asked him like if that was a distraction, and he he gave just an awesome answer in the post fight. Um, so. Kudos to him for just just being aware of all that, and and you know, kudos to Postal for honoring the fight and then getting out of there. So, um, but I'm I'm excited. I want to talk about this upcoming weekend. We got two good ones. What do you want to start with, bro? Uh, well, let's start with Friday since it's <coughs> the first first one. Oh yeah, Ramirez Pedraza, Jose Ramirez, the former unified 140 pound champion of the world. First fight since losing to Josh Taylor last May, so he's almost been off for a full year. Uh, going in there with the sniper, Jose Pedraja, uh, former two weight two weight world champion. Uh, dude, I'm super pumped for this man. You got two two aggressive fighters. Um, you know, neither one kind of taking a gimme fight here. I mean, Pedraza's been going up the rankings since he's he's you know he's made the move to 140. Could have easily just kind of kept taking you know not safe fights, but Lesser opponents to just kind of keep moving up a little bit, try to get himself a mandatory title shot. And I mean Ramirez coming off the loss. A lot of these guys, you know, after they have their first loss, you know, their teams and their trainers try to get them, uh, you know, a confidence, uh, a confidence booster, you know, an Appalachian State kind of game to, you know, work on some stuff and get, you know, get some of that pop back. And these two are just going at it. I- I've been pumped for this for about four or five months since they announced it. Was super bummed when. Uh, it got delayed for COVID, which I forget. I forget if it was Pedraza or Ramirez who uh, who had to pull out of that fight. I think it was Pedraza, but either way, uh, 
But yeah, it's happened, and it's a Friday night fight, so we get get a little action early, man. I ESPN mean, usually, Plus. Oh man, I usually get my action on on Saturdays and Tuesdays, and now now I'm getting a Friday, a little extra Friday on there. Oh, I'm super stoked about it. What's on uh, Tuesdays? What's that? What's on Tuesdays? Oh, I don't worry about it. <laughs> action Tuesdays. Action Tuesdays. So, um, I mean. Wait, is that was that when uh, your girl posts to only OnlyFans on Tuesdays? Uh, possibly, possibly, <laughs> possibly, bro. You've already you've already br- br- blown up my love life on this thing once to 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 what do you call it to put my life in shambles. So let's not go wife, for it your again. girlfriend, both. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see the tail of the tape, bro. Go pump. So we got Jose Ramirez, five ten, seventy two inch reach. 26 and 1, 17 knockouts, 29 years of age versus Jose Pedraza, 5 foot 8, 70 and a half inch reach, 29 and 3 with 14 KOs. He's 32, so you know Ramirez will have a two inch reach or two yeah two inch height and reach advantage over uh over Pedraza. Um, I gotta say though, people, I I feel like Pedraza kind of gets a a bad rap, but usually, you know, it's when people want to discredit certain fighters to that that he beat. Uh, you know, he was washed. He's not great. Do you know who his three losses are to Pedraza? Yeah, they, who are they to? Uh, Loma, fun game, fun game, fun, fun. We're going for fun. Loma, yep. Tank, and um, oh, the third one is um, who's the third one? Top contender at one forty. Um, I forget. Jose. Z- Zepeda. Pe- there it is. We got you yeah. there. We got you there. Yeah, Zepeda. I mean, those are. I mean, those are. You know, three quality opponents. So it's not like he's. Uh, you know, it's not. He's I think. Not, I feel like. Yeah, I, he has no bad losses. Yeah, I feel like people kind of put him in a, a Gamboa kind of category nowadays. I'm just like that's like not even true. He's 32. He's like not still not that old. So, uh, dude, I, I, I'm pumped. Uh, you know, I think Pedraza. You know, he. Even though, I mean Loma. You know. Uh, the fight that I've watched, I mean, I've watched the Loma fight against him, obviously, like, six or seven times, because when I'm bored, I just watch Loma fights. Um, but he gave, he gave Loma some trouble, you know, working the jab. He like, was giving Tank reach. some trouble until Tank found, you know, found some, a little bit of success. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, now he's not going to, you know, he's not going to have that reach advantage here against Ramirez, but, you know, Ramirez is a guy who's going to be coming forward, so he can use that jab. Um, you know, he's got, you know, he's got solid power. Uh, ultimately, I think, I think this is... I'm not really worried about Ramirez. They're kind of on ESPN and stuff. They're kind of making a lot about. Is it going to be on the network or is it going to be on the app? Uh, Everything but, I've seen has said app, but I well, don't know. I'll I'll keep looking for that. But uh, while while I was making my my point there, um, yeah, like they're making a lot. Like they're, you know, maybe it's just like the stories for the intrigue. But they're making it seem like this guy, like his confidence was really shattered, like his first loss. But it's like, eh, I mean, he lost a title unification too. <laughs> another another undefeated fighter like he really shouldn't be that down on himself um i I expect to see the same jose ramirez aggressive coming forward you know being being an attack throw throwing some good one twos uh which i think eventually is going to best pedraza here yeah um i'm kind of of the same mind um, I'm sorry. I'm scrolling through my ESPN to see uh, they they do not have it on t- tomorrow on the network. It's going to be on the app. Yeah, it's going to be in the app. Um, yeah, I, I, 
pretty much what you said. I'm I'm leaning um, Ramirez. Um, I I think it's going to be a heck of a battle. I think it's going to be a, a delightful fight to watch. I think it's going to be very pleasing to, to watch it. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, Ramirez it's, yeah. coming forward and Zapata kind of using a little bit of the sweet science is kind of what. Not, we're not going. It's not not going to be a a Rigondeau Casemiro. That's for sure. No. Mm-mm. Um. Okay. I got all the odds. You ready? What do you got? Roll. Ramirez, the the definitive favorite, minus five sixty. Pedraza plus four fifty. Okay. Over under rounds. Uh, ten and a half. Correct. Yeah. Minus three thirty five on the over. So heavy favorite to go over. Plus two thirty three on the under. To go the distance. Yes, minus two fifty. No, plus one eighty two. So people really think it's going to go the distance. Yeah. Um. The breakdown and winning method. Uh, Ramirez by stoppage plus two forty five. Ramirez on the cards minus one fifty. Pedraza by stoppage plus one thousand. Pedraza on the cards plus six fifty. Hmm. Okay. Um, I have Ramirez uh on the cards. I have Ramirez by stoppage. Really? What round? I think he stops him late. 11th or 12th or 10th? Yeah, or... 11th, 12th. Okay. I think, I, see, I, th- I think Zepeda's... I think Zepeda's... Pedraza? I, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you got me saying Zepeda <laughs> now. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Pedraza's... Uh, I think he's going to be a little bit too crafty myself i think i think he's gonna survive it i think pedraza is gonna catch him with something that hurts him and i think he's gonna just go in for the i think he's gonna just go total Wait, Ram- ramirez is gonna catch pedraza with something yeah and i think you said pedraza is gonna catch him oh uh, sorry yeah now you got me doing it damn it <laughs> damn it God, can we be professional for one freaking podcast My no in, in fact the, the line i wanted to say was we got the battle of the jose's so why don't you just make it a trio everyone bust out some jose cuervo yeah, yeah. Oh, make it a trio. Yeah, I think I, I I think Ramirez catches. I I think he hurt. He he catches him and hurts him late. And I think he just goes full Terrence Crawford and just ends it. Wow. That's yeah. That's my good. that that's my uh, that I don't know. Gotta I got I'm I'm a big. I'm just I like Ramirez. So I I, I think I this do is too. Good. I just I, I just don't know. Yeah, um, I think there's gonna be a good fight. I think he uh, I think he gets the win. And I I I, I think they're gonna make uh, him in. Uh, since we keep saying it, Jose, I think that's going to be one of the vacant title fights next. Uh, Ramirez Zepeda, that would be awesome. Takes this long to get guys in the ring, so uh, yeah, I don't know, September maybe. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this fight. It's going to be fun. Yeah, fun, fun. Um, okay, home co- it'll be home cooking for uh, Pedraza or for Ramirez too, taking place in Cali. Yep, Cali. So. Um. All right, second really nice fight. It's going to be Saturday. A little bit later, like I think the typical 11 p.m. kind of thing. Um, Was supposed to be Chocolatito Estrada 3. Estrada, what was it? COVID or injury? Um, I I think think this one's injury. And uh, so replacement fighter is uh, Martinez. Um, and this is going to be a good fight too. 
It's gonna be really good. What weight is this? Uh, one four. What? One eighteen, right? One one eighteen. One eighteen. Wait, what? No, what? no, 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 I'm no, sorry. no. no. This is is this one fifteen, one twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that one is, that's right below one eighteen. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's it's not really my division. It's I like don't really Banta. like those. Bantam, like it's like one fifteen or one forty, whatever. I don't those. I don't like those divisions. But this is gonna be a good one. Um, you know, Mar- both these guys are just just throw, and Chocolatito is just is known for just having an unfathomable unfathomable output um so that's what i'm expecting here <coughs> um you you got the tail of the tape i do not for these guys because they're just they're just it's just oh, come yeah. on i mean um, it's the come on it's uh chocolate do we, tito here do here, we here, do here. we ever do the tail of the tape for fights that are between one 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 ten and 120 no we don't but here, no. here I, I i memorized it yeah um, there you go go ahead Martinez is twenty seven, Chocolatito's thirty four. Um, I don't have, I don't, I didn't memorize their records, but uh, Chocolatito has like a two inch. Uh, no, they're the same height, and I, I, and the the reach was like within an inch, um, so it was very negligible. Um, they're with, they were within like an inch height and an inch reach. Um, so, uh, I, I think Martinez is going to end up taking it myself. Yeah. Yeah, um, and why don't you give your preliminary thoughts, and then I'll read. I'll read the game. Um, you know what, man? I'm gonna roll a chocolatito. Okay. Um, so the odds are chocolatito minus one forty eight, Martinez plus one twenty five. So, in boxing terms, that's a coin flip. Um, what do you think the over under rounds is? Ah. Uh... I'd probably say ten and a half, just because these little guys rarely knock each other out. Yeah, ten and a half. Yeah. Minus, minus one eighty two on the over, unders plus one thirty five. So not not a huge swing. Uh, to go the distance, yes, minus one thirty. No, minus one oh three. So it kind of could go either way. Uh, and then the winning method: Chocolatito, Roman Gonzalez, plus. 210 on stoppage uh plus 245 by points martinez plus 350 by stoppage and martinez plus 280 by points uh on the cards i i think martinez stops him i oh stoppage tko in like the 11th or 12th okay i don't don't know if he puts him down i think because here's what's here's how I obviously Chocolatito wants to stand in the pocket forehead to forehead and exchange blows. And that's what he and Estrada have done twice now. Um, Martinez, it like, it's just begging for somebody to try and control the distance with a jab. Martinez is the younger guy. If he can establish the jab and kind of dictate the distance a little bit, I think I think Chocolatito is just going to leave himself open to hits. He left himself open to hits versus Estrada. Just Estrada didn't have the power to put him down. And I don't know if Martinez does either, but I think Martinez is going to be able to take advantage of that. And just, I mean, when you turn, I mean, he's 34. You There's, and going up against a younger guy, sometimes age is just a number and sometimes it's not. So, um 
I, I I'm gonna go with a slight upset here and say that Martinez gets the stoppage late. Okay. And you got Chocolatito, what? On yeah, the cards? I just think Chocolatito on the, cards. on the cards. Yeah, I feel like there might be uh, there might be some sentiment that he got he got screwed out of the Estrada fight. Um, and those fights always are aesthetically pleasing because they just stand there and throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So over, the, the over. Too bad there's not a bet on the over under for punches. I'm sure there is, but yeah, it, twelve hundred might be the over under. Seriously. Um, okay. Um, any other boxing news before we move uh, on? Canelo Bivol's official. Yep. May 8th. DAZN. Vegas. DAZN pay-per-view. Yeah, DAZN. Good point. DAZN pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, they, they, did nothing but, they did nothing but shit on the pay-per-view game for forever, and now they're putting this on pay-per-view, and they uh, and explained it as... They gotta pay uh, Canelo somehow. They basically said, "Listen, our our stance hasn't changed, but when you have an opportunity to showcase a major event, you know you have to. Sometimes you have to do some stuff." So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I honestly don't even disagree with that. Yeah, no, it's fine. I I, I don't like how they're trying to act like they're giving, um, like yeah. actual subscribe. They're yeah, the subscribe for subscribers, it's sixty. For nine subscribers, it's eighty. When you if you if you're a non-subscriber for eighty bucks you get a month a month subscription and the pay-per-view, so that's AKA a twenty. That's the actual price. Yeah, and for <laughs> uh, yeah for a for a subscriber you get it for sixty, but I'm already paying twenty dollars for the subscription. So like I'm paying eighty dollars still to watch that fight. So I'm not getting a discount. That, that's why I don't like it because it's like like you trying to call me stupid. <laughs> You know? yeah, uh, or if yeah. they're like, oh, well, you pay if you know, you pay a hundred dollars for the year, or so it's blah blah blah. Okay, cool. So I'm getting an eight dollar discount. Like that. That's that's what the reward for my loyalty is. F out of here. Oh boy. Spence Ima- Ugas is pay per view too. Imagine if you gave me eight dollars for your for your loyalty for my loyalty to you. Oh man, doesn't cost a penny. It's um, probably that's probably how I ended up with eighty two percent of this company though. So it doesn't say much for you. Uh, it's gonna be a real hard conversation. We actually go to file an LLC, and you really yeah, think you yeah, have more yeah, than fifty percent? Re- yeah, really hard when you think that's not already done. <laughs> really hard, bro. Uh, all right. Um, so moving on from boxing, nice boxing chatter this week. It's picking up here, lot of, dude. It was a busy, busy March busy and week, April. Man. Yeah, a lot, a lot going on in March and April, even a little bit in May. So good stuff. Um. Okay, um, MLB. Doesn't look like we're going to get a season, does it? Uh, Which is crazy, because we, we've had a really uh, really good, kind of high-profile MLB guest lined up. I don't, not, I don't know about high-profile, but like... Kind of like a, like a decent MLB like personality like lined up as a guest here for like... A month or two um we've it's it, it's gonna be a really fun interview whenever we could get them but they're frozen out so this person's not even allowed to talk to us so um uh, man and just another reason to hate hate baseball at this point right i mean it, it's already a pr nightmare just with every game going over three hours um and i'll just say as a pittsburgh pirate fan this is actually great for me because I just hope that the lost revenue just puts my owner 
over the edge and he has to sell and to somebody who actually is interested in winning. Um, so I hope that they miss two years. Uh, <laughs> but for your, for yourself, uh, that actually, you guys actually field competitive teams and like go invest in Bryce Harper. Uh, that probably has to suck, huh? Yeah. Well, it's just annoying too, because one, like you're, you're already just at a, such a low for people interested in your sport to base to 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 punt a season like man that you're really lo- you're really gonna lose more people and it's not just the players and the owners like guys making like you know even if, if it's between a hundred thousand to you know 350 million like all the workers like are now not gonna get paid that you know yeah the concession it, it's not just those two groups like it's everyone involved with the team the stadiums um you know, and a lot of, for a lot of, for a lot of those people, it's you know, it's it's like that. And they just a, had this fight during the COVID year too. Yeah, and, and so it's it's just unfortunate, you know. Again, and then everyone always quick to blame the owners. It's the you know the greedy owners, blah blah. blah. It's like, dude, it's it's both. Like, come on, let's can, can we? Yeah, you know, no, you're you're hundred percent right because it's, it's always it's, bil- oh, it's billionaires don't... fighting with millionaires. Like, regard regardless of what it is. But like, like the, my yeah. thing with the owners, it's not like the owners have billions. Of, they own an asset that's worth billions, but like they don't. They only get billions of dollars when they sell the team. Like they don't. Like they they don't. They're not just sitting on all this liquidity. Like how do I get more? It's like, yeah. Like there's half of the league that is like the Pittsburgh Pirates owner that like doesn't have millions of dollars to just throw around like they're just they're just businessmen who bought the team like 20 years ago before like sports franchises like got ridiculous and now they're in over their heads they can't afford this crap and like they're the refusal to go to a salary cap by the players which good for them if they can do it but like that just creates a disparity in the league and you have the upper echelon of teams that can afford to do this stuff and the lower echelon of teams that can't. And so it's like it's like the players are probably negotiating with like two different factions almost. And it's it's a mess. It, it I don't know the answer other than I hope my guy sells the team. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, like I said, just unfortunate. But uh you know, again, maybe maybe boxing gets more fans here. Boxing, from this. NASCAR, like yeah. watch watch some cool sports. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, all right, NBA catch and shoot. So, moving right along. You feeling it? Are you feeling the flow? Oh, I am. I'm yeah, feeling yeah. it. I am feeling the flow. Clap them, Jay. Clap your hands. Come on, we hear it. Oh, let me pull my beer down. Nine, eight, seventy-sixers. Woo! Um, the spearmint rhino ever has begun, baby. Spearmint rhino. I uh, that's that was the first question I was going what going to you with. There's been what three games. Three games, three and games, three and out. Wait one more time. Do it again. Do it again. Give it to me. Sixers. Nine, eight, seven, sixers. All right. Uh, how's he looked? Oh, my God. 
Looks 15 pounds lighter. <laughs> Triple double machine. 27, 9, and 9. What was I think of what his Sher- averages are right now. What was the stuff that Sherman Clump was drinking? Does he have the same the same Oof. stuff? Woo My God, whoever made that fat suit. My God. Give give that man a raise. Uh uh, it's awesome, man. Dude, it looks super efficient. Uh he's uh he has offici- he officially tied in his first game. Uh he was tied with Ben Simmons on the all time seventy sixers three point three pointers made list, and he has Holla. since he has since passed him, which is awesome. Uh, and not only that, man, dude, Max, like, it's just the offense is so much easier for everybody. Maxi's scored 20-plus all three games with Harden. I mean, it's, it's hilarious, but, like, Thibault's actually made more than one basket in the three games, which is actually saying a lot. Uh, you know, they're able to stagger the minutes. The only, the only thing that just hasn't gone right for the team is, like, Tobias is just... Uh, this this should be the role he was made for, man. He is struggling. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're not asking him to be above and beyond. Like just just do just your just make job. shots, man. And it's already do starting with job. the oh, you know, I'm not focused on offense. I'm just focused on winning basketball plays. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, cool. I, I still need you to give me 15 there, Toby. So, uh, but he's a good man. Like and and B, I mean, Embiid's been dominant. Uh, th- those guys have been living at the free throw line. I know on Sunday. It was a free throw bonanza between them and the Knicks, uh, but again, teams are going to be in the penalties early. And listen, every there there is no hack of Ben. Like everybody on the Sixers, I mean, even they can hit free throw. That scary minutes, man. Scary, scary minutes. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Big, big, big stretch here. They got uh, they got the Cavs, the Heat, and uh, March 10th, they got the Nets. It's, it's already all the uh, all the excuses are already starting to come out for Big Benny while he won't be at the game. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Benny and the Nets. At this point, at this point, to me, the the bet is whether or not he even comes to the arena for the game. Forget playing in the game. So I I can't wait, man. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, big big. And the Bucks, I think they have. The, I think they have the Bucks too in this four-game stretch. So we're gonna, you know, uh, people. Of course, all the media want to poo-poo them beating the Wolves. I was a back-to-back, blah blah blah. And then the Knicks because they stink. It's like, uh, how many times have we seen trades get made and teams that like, kind of struggle trying to get trying, trying to get it together the first like six or seven games? And so, but we're not gonna give them any credit for just looking spectacular. Like, that we're not. We're not, yeah, we're not gonna do that. Okay, cool. Um, still afraid of the Bucks though. Yeah. Um, anything else around the league that, that tickled your fancy? I'll, I'll say this. Uh, shout out to Tori. He sent us uh, Purtle. You've heard of Wordle. You've heard of Quartle. Purtle, as in Jakob Purtle. Go check that out. That's a fun game to play. You basically guess NBA players. They, yeah, they basically, what are they? They, uh, they, they blacken out the, uh, <laughs> the ESPN like roster picks. Yeah, yeah, just go and you have to, yeah, you have to guess who it is, and they they give you hints based That's on funsies. who you pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, check that out. Um, uh, but what else, Drew? What else going on? Anything else you want to note? Uh, John Morant's a god. This guy's Ooh. fucking awesome. I, I people are saying that he shouldn't win Most Improved because he was a great player last year. Like, no, this guy has taken his game to like three different levels this season man it's so it's so intoxicating when an nba superstar actually works at their game and gets better like it is just so fun to watch 
Uh, yeah, man. And he's yeah, he he's special, dude. He he's must he is must see TV. Uh, I. <laughs> I'm still gonna pick them to lose a playoff series, probably. But hey, do you are... have the Lakers game on by chance? I do. Yeah, they're just. Did you, I, I, did you I, see I, that windmill alley oop from Malik Monk right there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love how, I love how this team front runs. Like you guys are like seven games under 500. You're, you're like losing to the Clippers without Paul George and Kawhi, and you're like dancing and celebrating off of like dunks. It's like, like you. And then when they, when they get down by 20 again, they'll be like crying and bitching to the refs. It's like you guys anyway. are losers. They're, they're like they're one of the least fun teams to watch. Even forget the fact that they stink. Just in general, they just they're just not fun. Yeah. So it's just so um, cool. Yeah. More, yeah. Monk's gonna get paid. Uh, maybe it wasn't a windmill. He just caught. It'll be back. funny. It will be funny next year when Monk gets paid. Seventy six Yes. Yeah. He's gonna get paid big time, and uh, Lakers fans will be like, "Oh, like Monk's gonna take a discount to stay, right?" It's like, no. Why? Why would Malik Monk take a discount to stay? <laughs> so. Um, you know what? What what are the Sixers to win the championship? We should just put money on that right now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Nets are still, I think, favored to win the title, which is fucking comical. But who cares? We should we should put a hundred bucks on the Sixers to win it all. Roll it, man. Bro, I have I have I, th- I forget what I got the odds at when I had some. I I don't actually have the the betting app, so I just like Venmo people to put money on these things for me. So I think I threw twenty on them when they were plus twenty one hundred at one time. The 76ers are plus 700. Wow, still. That's wild. They are 1, 2, 3, 4. They are fifth behind the Warriors, Suns, Nets, and Bucks. Yeah, that is wild. We should put 300 bucks on them. We should put 1,000 bucks on them. Thoughts? Uh, Don't tempt me. <laughs> Frodo. Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> uh, what else is going around the league? Um, Golden State's floundering a bit, but again, not surprising just because they don't have you know, the Draymond things legit. Uh, yeah, Dallas just keeps winning games. Jason Kidd like did not think that was going to. I work I gave him hey man I gave him props last week on the pod like I yeah I I think I we thought... even said I think we even said like preseason we were like who did they add like like what are they like they did nothing yeah they had yeah more kirkland brown players and they added jason kidd who's been a disaster coaching wise and uh now nah, he's been good Somehow it's working yeah yeah he's been good uh, i say he'll like to me he should be very high up the coach i mean he'll probably go to the grizzlies coach uh but i mean i would have him very high up that uh that list yep um all right uh anything else you want to touch on there before we move on Five, six, seventy-sixers. No, nah, I think we're good on the NBA stretch run. Well, no more. Well, next week will be more interesting with some of the matchups we're gonna get. Yeah. Um, NHL half clappers. Uh, nothing really to you know. Season's bumping along, nice, whatever. Um, March twenty-first is the trade deadline, so I'll have more to say as that approaches. Um, and on that note. There's an article out on NHL.com right now of, of uh, Patrick Kane of the Blackhawks saying, oh, yeah, you know, I know it's a business. I hope I don't get traded at the deadline, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really? The Blackhawks are actually considering trading Patrick Kane? That's surprising. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that. But anyway, um, nothing really to say other other than that. Um, it's a good season, good season so far. So, um 
moving right along. Good things, good things. Having fun. Speaking of having fun, everyone's favorite minute in podcasting. <laughs> the NASCAR pit stop. Have you have you noticed my hashtags on the post just say wheels? No. Oh. Have not the one with wheels. <laughs> wheels. <laughs> Love it. Um Alright, you let me know when my minute starts. Uh oh god. I keep forgetting that we uh we're still doing that. Ready, set, drive. Fontana was a heck of a race. Plenty of passing all day. Reddick was the best car of the day, but Kyle Larson squeaks it out at the end after a handful of lead changes down the stretch. Our first win of the year. We picked him plus 500. We got on race day rather than the plus 350 we quoted on the pod. That's plus 200 on the day. Reduces our season deficit to negative two units. This week, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, one and a half mile oval with high banking. Typically, this sets up for a less interesting race with the winner leading tons of laps. Hamlin and I think Larson were the winners last year. This race usually dominated by the favorites, but the newly engineered cars have some people questioning if there's more parity now. For example, through two races, we have 19 different drivers to score a top 10 finish. This week, our picks, we're going with Elliott, plus 800, Logano, plus 800, Hamlin, plus 1,200, Reddick, plus 1,600. We're adding a fifth for the first time ever. Stenhouse, plus 5,000. Not our typical, but that's what we're doing. Woo! Got it. Under a minute. 76 is... Beautiful. Like you never stopped. NASCAR pit stop, baby! All right. Uh, last item of business on the parlay, 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 parlay on beer one is the parlay. Um, what are you, what are you looking at for this, this weekend? We did not win last week. We, we got our butts handed to us. I kind of want to do Ramirez via stoppage, but now you've got me second guessing that. (laughs) I was, I was considering Martinez, but you, you, uh, oh, wait, Ramirez, Ramirez. Oh, no, wait, are you talking about Chocolatito or Ramirez? Ramirez. Stoppage. Oh, why don't you just, uh, whatever. Ramirez to win the fight? I mean, it's like minus 500. Is that yeah, yeah, it was like minus like four or 500 or something. Um, I'll I'll take do, the... Do stoppage. I don't care. I trust you. I'll take the Jazz over the Pelicans. Jazz are giving three and a half. Is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Jazz to cover versus the Pelicans? Yeah. Okay, um, I don't have the odds for this yet, and I'm sure it's going to be like minus 250 or minus 300 or something. But the Capitals are on Saturday night are hosting the Seattle Kraken. So I'm going to take the Capitals just to win outright. Release the Kraken. <laughs> we need some wins. So I'm going to say Capitals outright, and you're going with Jazz on Friday to cover versus the pelicans wins and fun that's what we need yeah yep 76 is no that's so stuck in my head uh dude it's it's uh it's tantalizing really is Um, imagine imagine an entire arena doing it 10 9 8 76ers we don't have to when we go to go to the nba Four, five, sixers. What's I mean, that? we we know two people that work in the NBA office. When the Sixers are in the finals, if we don't have two tickets, it's a travesty. Um, it's a travesty that I'm just not getting free tickets all the time and free stuff from every from these people. I don't. It's embarrassing. 
How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Um, alright. I'm getting my beer two ready. Are you ready for beer two? Let's roll. Let's rock and roll. God, I can't wait for beer two. I'm so ready. I'm so pumped. This is where it gets squirrely. Assume positions. Three, two, one. Uh, again, like I said, nothing, nothing new and exciting, but can't go wrong with a losses Lawson's finest liquids. Hopzilla double IPA, baby, eight point seven percent. Let's do it. Hopzilla is there like a picture of a like a Godzilla like holding a giant hop? Yes, that's oh, exactly what it that, is. That's awesome, man. That's I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll put it on the on the on the tweets and on the instas. Love it, love it. What are you drinking for beer two? Uh, I'm a little boring for beer two. I'm, I'm going uh I'm going a Corona original here. Good for you. You're you're Mister Corona. I am, man. Do you Had still drink a lot of them? What's that? Do you still drink a lot of Coronas? Uh in the summer. I mean, I've I've obviously now that I once I found out what an IPA was, I've I've been just so infatuated with those, but. The Corona is still my my go to light beer. Like last, although last night it was funny, we went to the Seton Hall game. Uh, my our buddy Al, uh, he said the uh, the shock of the night was that I I went with a Bud Light Tallboy instead of a Corona. Seriously, what the hell? So yeah, were well, you just crapping your pants nonstop after drinking? I mean, I just you know, I just I don't know. You, get, you had to give, be giving your plumbing a run for its money in the morning. <laughs> ah, fun, fun. We're going for fun, fun. <laughs> Um, are we just going to say that like five times? Dwight five? Howard! <laughs> eight, eight to ten years of dominance. I'm so glad most of our listeners are like, yeah, I don't think J.O. realizes he made, he exactly made your point. I'm like, I know. Trust me. I know. This I is think 100% I, of our is, listeners say that. But I'm, like, yeah. I'm used to like, standing this is what alone. I deal with. I'm used to standing alone in the in the light of correctness yeah. and truth. I'm like, this is, what I, this is what I deal with in the pre-show prep, the post-show the post analysis like this is this is who i have to have to work with dwight howard is an abomination he is you know what he's you know what dwight howard is not he uh, is not an ambassador to the game he's not no that is that is for unlike sure. you i would take you over dwight howard thank you i thank you i i can't say the same for you but i'm glad you'd say it for me that's just hurtful oh well you know words life, words hurt true life's full of disappointment don't I know it? Speaking of disappointment, doesn't doesn't your your girlfriend know it? <laughs> Not your wife, your girlfriend. You're funny. You're funny. We're <laughs> we're saying things because they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> now we are laughing. <laughs> uh, such an underrated feral flick, man. Okay, so for I know you slept at Mrs. Peppercorn. <laughs> um. So for beer two here, we see this is this is the shit I deal with because you give me assignments all the time and I binge these things and I'm like, yeah, Drew, let's talk about 1883 this week. And you're like, yeah, I'll see if I can get to it. So you said you tell me a day and a half before we're going to record. That's what you want to do. All you do is watch all day. Any day. There was there was seven hours you had to watch. <laughs> you were who watching other do, things. Who says I didn't instead. do it, bro? All right. Well, did you? So I get home last night around 10 o'clock. Uh, have myself a little little dinner because I didn't eat before I left. Um, heat up a little pasta. 
sit down. Everybody loves pasta. Everyone does. I throw on episode three because I've watched the first two episodes. Episode three. Um, awesome narration as always. She's top notch. Love oh. her. <laughs> uh, starts out. Uh, poor poor little girl gets bit in the ass by a rattler. She dies. Huh. Um, a just random random traveler of the group wants to marry Sam Elliott. Now I can't blame you. I mean, hell, I want to marry Sam Elliott with that mustache and that accent. Can't blame her. He yeah, basically yeah. totally understandable. <laughs> he basically shuts her down and says, "I uh, listen. I, I I already had a wife. I don't need another one." Which Right? I mean, right? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once is enough. Um, and then they start riding a little bit. Argu- he's arguing with uh, with Dutton about should they go east, should they go west. His random sidekick just coming out. Uh, and the next thing I know, it was like one thirty in the morning, J.O. It was that boring that I fell asleep. Uh, and yeah. I woke up. I'm not sure what episode it was, but the uh, Dutton's daughter was in some awkward sex scene with one of those random cowboys they picked up. Yep. Uh, it was so awkward and unappealing that I fell asleep again and woke up at five, and the series was over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's my analysis of 1883. Yeah. Um, okay. Super so- awkward. Super so, um, okay, so I'm, can I just spoil it? Yeah, dude, go ahead, spoil okay. it. Okay, so first non-spoiler. What's there to spoil? Somehow, D- Dutton ends up with the Yellowstone. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, okay, so, so non-spoilers first. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a Oregon Trail story. It's how the Duttons arrive in Montana um, they start out in Texas, and there is a contingency of, I don't know, 30 to 40-ish German immigrants who are coming with them to, to find freedom, who just tend to not listen to anything that the trail guides tell them to do, which is Sam Elliott and um, Tim McGraw and, um, oh, I don't, I don't know who the actor was. Who was basically Sam Elliott's buddy? For example, watch where you squat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and it's it's it started out really cool. Now, all right, now it's time for the spoilers. Started out really cool and really fun, but they slowly made Tim McGraw's daughter the main character, and she gave these like very heavy and like poetic monologues every episode everybody i talked to was sick of her and her monologue monologues terrible by the end of the series and um you know they all these trials and tribulations crossing the river and then there there's a hurricane uh i heard the rivers were deep in those stories there's the the tornadoes. Uh, there's a tornado that rips through them, and then there's uh, Native Americans they battle, and bandits they battle, and then it's like one tribulation after the next. Um, Drew, basically, what what ends up happening is they they their number numbers keep dwindling just from like 
accident after accident and like gunfight after gunfight and um they come across uh and again the 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 tornado wiped out a bunch of people the river wiped out a bunch of people etc so um they come to again it's 10 episodes by like episode like seven or eight or nine or one of those in there they come across a slaughter of a bunch of native americans and tim mcgraw and um um sam elliott and and the crew they're like all right we got to go find the bandits that killed these people otherwise since all of our tracks are here the native americans will think that we killed all, all of their people and then they're going to kill us so while they're off trying to find the outlaws that killed these people, the Native Americans come and find their wagon crew. And that's the opening scene, Drew, where she gets shot with an arrow. Ah. It actually comes... That's actually a real scene. Um, she gets shot by an arrow from the Lakota, which, by the way, she... Not, not only did she get it on with that cowboy, who that cowboy then got, like, killed the next episode. Okay. Um, she ended up falling in love with um, a um, Comanche Native American, and she ended up marrying him. And, Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, she ended up marrying him and getting it on with him and stuff. And she, he, like, they basically just like hugged each other through the tornado. And so the plan, the plan was for her. She she wanted to know where her parents were going to settle. That way she could like bring her the grandkids to them and visit them and stuff so she was like all right i will go the Com her comanche husband was named was sam he named her light uh lightning with the blonde hair and um so she was going with her family to see where they settled and then and then after she saw where they settled she was going to ride back to the comanche lands to be with her husband sam so, but this whole thing happened with the Lakota tribe, and the Lakota started scalping and killing all of the people in this, uh, you know, band of wagons. And she ends up getting shot with an arrow from a Lakota, and she starts yelling Comanche at them, and they're like, how do you know all this stuff? And she's like, my husband's a Comanche warrior. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. You're, pre you're pretty baller. Like, All this happened in four episodes? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. And then, um, so she, you know, as the, as they're trying to figure out like the arrow and everything, um, they like, since Tim McGraw and Sam Elliott are war criminal or uh, not war criminal, they're war, uh, heroes, war veterans. They kind of know like what, like the writing on the wall and sure enough, she, the arrow went through her liver. And so they're like, all right, a liver shot means death. So it's kind of like for like two, it's either two or three episodes. They kind of know that she's going to die. And they're kind of just trying to keep her cheery just to see what happens. But then it's also revealed that the Lakota dip their spear tips or their arrow tips in manure. So that way it causes infection when they hit. And sure enough, she ends up dying of, of this arrow wound after like oh, wow. a, a week or two. But No she, more monologues, huh? Yeah, so she wanted to 
she wanted to pick the place where the Duttons go, and they go to Montana, and there's another tribe. Oh, it's not it's not Lakota, it's not Comanche. Um, I forget which one it is, and and they're they're a very peaceful tribe, and they're like, yeah, you could settle on our lands as long as you promise to let us hunt, uh, you know, for for you know forever and then the 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 chief tells dutton like in seven generations or nine generations or whatever my people are going to come and take this land back from you anyways and he's like okay whatever Hmm. um so they uh the the crazy part is is faith hill really wants to be with her daughter as she's dying and her and and uh elsa's like yeah let me go pick out the spot and um, the the valley where they're gonna settle, which becomes the Dutton Ranch, it like the wagons it'll take like a week to make it, but by horse it's like two days. So so Tim McGraw takes his dying daughter off away from her mother and everyone else to like make a sprint for it to this like lush valley in Montana. Um, and so it it basically ends with Tim McGraw and his daughter just like leaning up against a tree, just like again just having like over over um dramatic like monologues and the conversations and then she just huh. dies she just dies in his arms is, wow. is how it finishes yeah so um so there's not going to be a season two taylor sheridan confirmed um i i thought it got worse as it went on just because she was just she was a good character the actor did well she just insisted um, the character insisted on herself the writing did it was just it was just overly dramatic and overly heavy and so it was just kind of like it was just i i always i use the phrase overcooked it, the her dialogue was just overcooked and i blame gotcha. i blame taylor sheridan for that so still worth watching um still good but like uh, so not, sam elliott di- sam elliott doesn't die huh so what so okay so um um Tim McGraw they settle there um she dies uh, t- uh Sam Elliott's what's the guy's name Sam Elliott's buddy that's with him um I I <laughs> I forget you're asking the, you're asking the wrong he, guy He he takes the he takes the gypsy woman on as his wife the the woman who oh, tried, the one who was trying to get get busy with Sam Elliott huh? yeah he takes her on as his wife they they go to they make it to Oregon and they have like a beautiful field that they start pounding in stakes and staking off their land with her two sons okay and so they make it and they're like happy and hugging and everything Sam Elliott makes it to the beach because that's all you may not have seen that part but he gives a little speech where it's like it, he says when someone dies you're carrying their you you're carrying them with you so his wife he's carrying with him and he wants to show her the beach so he makes it to the coast and shows his wife the beach and then commits suicide shoots himself oh, in the head so he ends up killing himself anyway he does yeah after he and he has a little uh maybe one or two lines like helen isn't it beautiful and then shoots himself mm which they pan out of like a like a thousand foot view like a like a drone footage like way overhead and you hear the gunshot and you see the body like slump over from like a distance right um 
So yeah, he ends he does end up finally committing suicide. Um Drew, I mean, I recommend going back and watching it. That's why I kept telling you, like, put it on in the background. Like, it's not, you don't need a lot of the detail. A lot of it's redundant from episode to episode. Right. Um, but it was, it was entertaining enough. And, um, even though we're probably not getting any more, uh, well, we're not getting a season two. We might get some more of these characters. Um, we will get the new show, 1932, uh, which Basically, the young boy in 1883 is probably in his 40s then. And I was thinking the parents, like Faith Hill and and, and uh, McGraw, they should be in their 90s, Those the, the, the Duttons. But if you remember, there was a scene in Yellowstone where McGraw shot. dies. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, not, not confirmed that he dies, but... He gets shot, right. Yeah. So the question is, then, in 1932... Will Faith Hill be there in her 90s? And will... Basically, the, the Dutton patriarchy and matriarchy, will, will they be there in their 90s? Mm. Um, th- that scene from Yellowstone makes me think that McGraw's character is dead. Yeah. Um, well, is that... Is is that son... Um, John the lineage? Dutton's, yes. Is yes. that his father it or is. his grandfather? It's his, it's his... Probably his grandfather. Gran- it's his grandfather. Yeah. So the yeah. kid that's like eight in in yeah that that's his, that's, that's his grandpappy yeah that's his grandfather yep all right okay fair enough so I don't know when 1932 drops but I'm looking forward to it yeah God so they're just they're just gonna do like little like small mini series of like every decade that's gonna be wild um content that being, we need content Drew I I. That being said, this is where I get squirrely. I got something for you. Oh, I, I, please do. I cooked this up just for you. Give it to me. Okay, you ready? Give it to me. We heard so many stories <laughs> of how all these podcasts were getting paid advertising from Manscaped in your local casino. <laughs> So in the year of our Lord, 2020, in the month of October, we began our own journey. A journey in which we did not know the path we were to follow. But we put our faith in each other, a beer in each hand, and set out into the great unknown, with the sun at our backs and sports and movies in our hearts. We moved forward, staring into the abyss, and for the first time in our lives, we tasted freedom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a couple of shares, buddy. That was amazing. That was, you gotta clip that, video it, pin it, tie it with a bow, get it on the Instagram, tweet out. You need to. Tag Tyler Sheridan, whatever the hell that guy's name is. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll get a free room at the Sheridan Hotel. He's probably uh, related to somebody there, right? That uh, was fantastic. I was saying, I, maybe, we, maybe we can ride a horse on on the Quad Sixes Ranch. I thought you were gonna pop pop the cherry early and uh, steal my speech for next week. I was gonna be like, you mother effer. <laughs> no, no, not doing that to you. Oh, uh, I was pretty, wow. I was that was <laughs> tremendous. Do the I, manscaped I, in there. 
Oh, so good. So you would like that. <laughs> oh, Murtaugh's Mer- Mer- getting a funny bone. Look oh, at this fun. guy. It's all about fun. Fun, fun. All about fun. That was fan freaking tastic. Oh. <laughs> So good, so good. I, 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 like everyone I talked to was like, "Am I allowed to be happy that she's dead and this is over?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, you are." <laughs> I thought you were gonna give. A, I thought you were gonna. You might give the play-by-play of that awkward sex scene. <laughs> no, it's so weird. That. So weird. Oh, it's great, man. It's so good. Um, all right, next week, Last Kingdom. Oh, destiny is all. Destiny. Uthred, fight me! March 9th, it drops. I just uh, I just rewatched all four seasons in three days. It was amazing. Uh, I cried. Ragnar died again. Uh, I I just I can't wait. It's uh, I'm I'm usually not I'm usually not into these these types of uh, movies and shows, but man, I when I got hooked, I got hooked hard. And uh, Brita, man. Her, her and Uhtred is just going to be the ultimate showdown. Uh, I just, I can't wait. I'm hoping Alfred's wife dies finally because she's the worst. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Is it ten episodes? Do we know yet? Uh, I, I was not prepared to answer that question. I, I think it's know. ten episodes, and then they're they confirmed they're doing a movie, which is gonna be great. Yeah, um, yeah. So, which I mean, I don't know how they could kill Uhtred if they're. I'm not seeing a movie without Uhtred, son of Uhtred, in it for God's sakes. As much as I love Finnan and and Citric, uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We'll have to figure something out. Where, uh, well, it depends when we record. It might not actually be out if we record early next week. It won't be out, but I, I mean, we're gonna preview it. I love it. Um, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna review it the next the next week or two. Yeah, I, I went. No, you, you, you've sworn to me that we're only allowed to war, watch one a one, day. One, yeah. one a day. <laughs> uh, I saw. A, I saw. I saw a dog on Friday with Channing Tatum. Yeah, how was that? Uh for for a Channing Tatum led drama, it was about what you would expect. Yeah, I mean, every it just was everything with the dog uh, that was pulling at your heartstrings. So she's a, you know, he's an Afghan veteran. She's, you know, she's a, I don't know what the official name for those dogs are, but she was over in Afghan with one of his, um, with that, with one of his, uh, Afghanistan. You know, yeah. Platoon mates. And, uh, the, you know, the soldier dies and the dog's there and he needs to get him, uh, he's trying, he's got, he's got brain issue, like brain damage, but he's trying. So, you know, he's trying to get a job, um, for security detail, but needs a recommendation. PTSD so he's like, or brain damage. He has he he has like brain da- well yeah brain damage from concussions. I, well, I, I, whatever I, I, I guess CT whatever it is like you know he has seizures and stuff and he has you know, oh. blurry, you know his eye his his vision gets blurry every so oh. often. Yeah, it but like he's trying to you know it's it starts off it's your typical you know kind of war veteran show where you know the guy is you know protecting our country and knows how to do all these things and now he's back and he's working at Subway. So he's trying to get a, you know, he's trying to get a, a security detail job, and in order to for his captain to give him the recommendation to go on a limb for him, he has to take the the dog who's also suffering from, um, you know, PTSD, uh, to the guy to her owner's funeral, you know, like four states away. So it's all about him basically bonding with this dog over a couple couple stops in the road. And uh, man, ha! Huh, 
Uh, I'm not ashamed to, to admit I almost cried. And the, the, the spoiler alert: the dog doesn't even die for God's sakes. It's actually like a happy ending. And Jesus, man, this thing almost had me in friggin' tears. I just, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So, uh, yeah. I thought it was good. Like I said, I mean, t- I mean, Channing Tatum is what he is, but I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I also watched uh, the premiere of the Uber. Have you seen this preview on Showtime with uh, Jordan Joseph Gordon Lovett, the Uber Super Pump? Uh, I just saw it on um, this basketball game here. I didn't even know it was. A it thing. was pretty solid. I gotta say, I'm I'm intrigued. Showtime Showtime usually does a pretty good job with the first their first two seasons, so uh, I might need to give that a try and review it for the pod. And uh, Severance is getting me get me hooked on Apple TV, bro. Okay screens screens i need lots of i need lots of say, screens when you give me an assignment i usually actually uh, not usually i always come through i mean i usually give you a week a week's notice maybe two weeks not not right. a, watch drew watch the entire year of of 1883 in 12 hours it was monday night lies lies it was monday night we were it was recording it Thursday. was tuesday second breakfast you had tuesday night you Wednesday you were going to the game and you had whatever you came back from Wednesday and all day Thursday because you just put I told you put it on while you work it's not that big a deal. But here we are. Are the how did the Lakers get down thirty? I'm sitting here watching it. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't it just a five point game? No, I mean uh, they haven't scored in like six minutes. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Drew. On that note, as always, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>